0: By
1: Split Decision Hello, welcome to another episode of Split Decision UK. This is episode number 37. We are here to chat about all your mixed martial arts needs, your UFC, all that good stuff. I'm joined by my co-host, as I am every week, Matt Clark. How you doing, sir? Good mate, how are you? Yeah, all good, my end as well. We've just been discussing this heat wave we've got coming up, 37 degrees on Thursday, so that's going to be a bit of a challenge.
0: What are you saying, Joe? I'm, I'm topless, and I don't mind telling you.
1: I'm not I'm not today. had a nice breeze coming through, so I'm all right. But 37, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do, going to work in me shirt and trousers.
0: We ain't recording a podcast on the Thursday, mate. I can't sit in this box at no. 37 degrees. That's ridiculous. I was just saying to you now, I'm going for a curry, though, so I might try vindaloo. see how hard I am. We digress. Shall we get into the fight? So there's a good card at the weekend. Yeah, plenty pro- of boxing, plenty of MMA, all, all sorts. That's it. We've
1: had it all going off, haven't we, really? So we'll start with the UFC. We like the UFC. That's where we're focused. So we've got UFC on ESPN4. We were in San Antonio, Texas this weekend. And it was a huge card. Huge fight, really. Huge main event for, for UK fans. And one man in particular, Leon Edwards. And he done it. He picked up unanimous decision win over RDA. And um, obviously... At that level, no fight is easy, but Edwards kind of, he made it look easy, even though we know that that is just because of his outstanding IQ and outstanding fight plan and sort of the, the mentality to put it together, but he very
0: convincing, I thought. Took the words out of my mouth, he made it look easy. He, he looked good all round, didn't he? It's almost like he took the opportunity to showcase everything he can do, whether it's takedowns, elbows off the clinch, striking, leg kicks. He, he just looks outstanding in all facets yeah brilliant with the elbows wasn't he literally dominic cruz clocked it obviously but
1: every time he threw it he landed it and you're sort of looking at it like right maybe figure that out you've been you've been it a couple of times but yeah it's just got that knack and uh it's it's a, it's a big difference maker i, I would say because it it kind of puts that exclamation mark on all them little clinches all them little exchanges and if it's a little bit even 50 50 and then on the break you crack him With a nice elbow, maybe open up a cut. It's a a real good weapon for Edwards.
0: Yeah, and open him up he did, didn't he? So uh, his face was certainly feeling the effects of it, RDA. Uh, Shame he couldn't get a finish, but you can't have everything. Uh, A lopsided decision, well deserved. He did get on the mic at the end, and he was as rude as possible, I think, as he could have been. Yeah, it
1: wasn't it wasn't rude enough for me. I don't think. I thought I thought you would be saying something similar as well because you were all aboard the the rudeness train last week, and you thought you had to make that move to get that Masvidal fight. I don't think you really went to the sort of levels we were thinking of.
0: uh, I kind of mean that um, as far as Leon Edwards normally goes for it in the trash talking stakes, I think that's as as rude as he could have been, calling him a weasel a couple of (laughs) times. Little weasel. Uh, it's, It's not really his. It's he's four takes is it. No, no, nah, nah, nah. nah. But what do you think I I struggle to feel that's gonna get in the fight. Obviously I think it all rests on the Colby Lawler fight. Masvidal looks like he's got his eyes set on the title or Connor. I think Connor thing's not gonna happen. I think that's dead in the water. I dunno, it's tricky. Still so many muddy waters, but he completely um threw his name into the hat, didn't he? Yeah, he did definitely. I think if you look at the scorecards.
1: 50 45 and 2 49 48s i think that was pretty pretty obvious to most people i think only the the second round is the one that i had rda maybe getting something out of but yeah uh, as for edwards it wasn't it's a, it's a huge huge win rda was ranked number 4 and the three men that he's lost he's lost to or two men that he's lost to really are sort of above him uh someone i did see get called out i was scroll, scrolling through twitter earlier someone said that what you might end up seeing is Edwards against Nibio. I think they're both on a seven or eight fight, unbeaten streak. Sort of lesser names, if you like. Lesser kind of mouthpieces, I guess you could say. So I think once I saw that, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah,
0: no, I think it does. I don't know where nibio has been. No, he's been he, he's been out for a little while, yeah. Yeah, he, he put a beat in... Who was it? It was Neil Magny, innit? Yes. He completely put into the sword. So it could be a bit um, suspect, could it, if he's been out unannounced for quite a while?
1: Oh. Uh, what are you trying to say, Joe? Well, I'm I'm not been in on that
0: Argentinian sauce. Yeah, well you know, what we know they,
1: they don't announce it when you get popped, they don't announce it straight away anymore, do they? They do their due diligence, so Well, I like know. your investigative
0: skills there, Joe. Never know. I think that's a good scrap. I don't think Edwards will want it, though. I think the risk-reward balance is uh, not in his favour. I said last week I think the winner of this might get stitched up with T. Wood. Uh, Unfortunately, I I still think that might happen, to be honest. I mean, Woodley's not really got a dance partner in a minute. Should be back soon, injury-wise. Obviously, Edwards, we don't know the extent of any injuries he might have sustained in the fire. don't appear to be any, so his turnaround could be quite quick. But like I say, I think it's between the Colby and Lawler fight. We'll have a much better idea then of who's going to be fighting who.
1: All right, then. So what about the rest of the card? Because it, it did set a few records, this card. I think if you look at the pre- prelims onwards, it set a record. It had nine straight decisions in a row. Until... Yeah, I sure, that. Yeah. Sounds long. It's, it was a lot. It was a lot. You can imagine if how long that goes on for as well. It's just, imagine being stuck in that stadium. But it was Dan Hooker who broke that duck, who broke that run of decisions. So we might as well jump straight to Dan Hooker because up against a dangerous opponent, Hungary, who needs a win, James Vick. Very awkward. Dan Hooker took that beat in last time out against Barbosa. I think he took seven seven months off since then. So it's a good decision. He needed it. And it, it seems to have done a good job as well because Dan Hooker got a nice, impressive early victory against James Vick, and it was a, it was a left hook, that so it seems to be something that Vic has a problem with. Hooker sort of threw it once, connected, and then threw it again straight away, connected again. Vic didn't adjust, and that was it. He sort of lights out, and that's a great win for Dan Hooker, and you, if you look at some of the cards we've got coming up, you've got names like Adesanya against Whittaker, fighting towards the end of the year. Dan Hooker could have just thrown himself right in there, and it could be like a, a decent, meaningful fight as well for him, because to beat James Vic, you know,
0: there's only a couple others that have done that, so it's a very good win. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said there. Um, he's got to be on that Australia card, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Be. be crazy also, not to. It's also good to see that that Barboza sort of beating he took had, didn't take uh, too yeah. much off of him. Um, yeah. you, you were sort of worried about what he'd look like when he came come back, but he looked great with regards to Vic. You said he was hungry, and no, no surprise he's hungry, cutting all that weight. <laughs> uh, he's, got be, he's got to be moving up now.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's
0: free on the bounce. I noticed they didn't do the ceremonial weigh-ins for this, Uh, so they had the face-offs. Okay. The actual weigh-in, proper old-school style, Mm. and he looked like a skeleton. Yeah, I bet. He he really didn't look good at all. I don't know how he does it. Six foot three, Joe.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. He is crazy. I think he's got to move up now. His results are starting to tell him that, as well as everyone else, isn't it? So, yeah, it's, it's got to happen, even if... Even if it don't work out, you've got to give it a go because now you're losing fights and that's, yeah, that's, no, exactly. that's no good either.
0: You can make an excuse if you're winning and you're down there. so well, I'm winning every, every fight, so I might as well stay. But when you lost three on the bounce, pretty badly, two out of the three, you've got to move up and he's getting older. You can't keep cutting that weight and, and it's not good for you. So I'd like to see him move up, uh, but please for Hooker. Yep, yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. Definitely agree with you there. So, the uh, the main card, like we say, nine straight decisions in a row from the prelims onwards. Hooker broke that record. But otherwise, the main card was pretty decent. There were a couple of more KOs, but I might as well we'll throw a decision in there as well. And we'll have old Arlovsky up against big Ben Rothwell. And Arlovsky picked up a nice win, and it was a pretty impressive performance. Rothwell's been out for a long time, came back, had one fight. And it's kind of, yeah, I don't know, when, you, when you're losing to Arlovsky, you're kind of thinking, well... Rothwell asked himself questions. Can I still do this? Can I still do it in the UFC at this top level? Arlovsky might have just answered that question for him, unfortunately.
0: Was it a um, systematic beatdown? Uh, was it competitive? What? It was
1: a pretty solid win for Arlovsky, to be honest. he Pretty easy, yeah? Yeah, it he was. He's, he busted him up first round. For first round, in Rothwell was all bloody. And, yeah, Arlovsky, <laughs> he kind of... Obviously, the standard of opponent allowed him to do so, but he looked pretty good. He was light on his feet. He was throwing and connecting with spinning back fists and all these kind of crazy things, and it made Arlovsky look pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't it the best of nights for for Rothwell.
0: He loves it, doesn't he, old Andre? Um, where, where does he go here from here, then? Is he still the gatekeeper there? I mean, this, this was quite an unusual one. It was sort of two veterans going at it. He's the sort of name you'd give an up-and-comer right now, wouldn't it be?
1: Yeah, I think he's probably looking at Greg Hardy in a couple of fights. We'll get, we'll move on to him soon, but... I was thinking that, actually. Yeah, it's not... He's no longer the kind of benchmark whereby if you beat him, you're legit, you're top five, you're going for the belt. He's like a benchmark where if you beat him, then you might go on a decent run in the top 15, top 10. I know that sounds kind of a bit horrible to say, but... I don't think he's quite at that level yet, but he he's still got that fight in him. He still wants to keep going. So fair enough, but he's probably going to get a few smokings along the way if he if he if he hangs around for too much longer.
0: I think it'll be uh, it's just his name, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, whether or not you can physically go on a run in the top ten if you beat him, that remains to be seen. But if people are seeing that you've beaten a former champion, and uh, sort of casual, more casual fans have actually heard of Arlovsky from back in the day. Whoever beats him, I think, is a legit contender. So it'd be interesting to see who they pit him against next, because um, you've got to think that if it's a youngster, it's going to be someone the UFC are going to want to push.
1: Yeah, it does make sense, doesn't it? And they usually do do that, so you can't blame them. But no, of course not. We had a, a tried and tested technique. That is well, that's it. That's it. It makes sense, doesn't it? But we had a we had a hat trick of heavyweight showdowns on this card, and we we broke them down last week as what was it that the old the comedy. And the serious, something along those lines. So that, that it doesn't <laughs> as, that really
0: don't roll off the
1: tongue. Don't sound as good this week, does it? But it, it was all right last time. But yeah, so, so we've had the old lads just now, and uh, I think I think we'll go to comedy next because Greg Hardy beat one Adams like first round. I don't know if you've seen it, but Wan Adams opened up. He's huge, Adams. He's bigger than Greg Hardy, and he landed like, a decent little jab, got Hardy's attention. Another 10 seconds go by and then Wan Adams just shoots in for this like like terrible single leg. Uh, Hardy gets the whizzer and then he kind of ends up on top in like half guard on top. And (laughs) Wan Adams just grabs Greg Hardy's leg and stays there while Greg Hardy punches him repeatedly. And then that's it. The ref calls it. It's like, God knows knows when they're going to give Greg Hardy someone who's decent. Do you know know what I mean? Because it's... I yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, what, it's, I don't even know what Adams was doing, to be honest. Just, he just lay there. And the ref's like, are you going to move? Because I'm going to have to stop it. And then he, he sort of had to go to the ref afterwards as well. And it's like, oh, for God's sake, what is going on here?
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like he was doing the right thing in a game plan so, uh, side of things. In uh, he's going to have to just wrestle him because Greg Hardy's got the gas tank of, I don't know, me. So <laughs> it's... He seems the right thing to do, but um, sticking down there and getting pummeled in the head is probably not what was in his game plan. He didn't move a muscle. Like, he didn't
1: do anything. So God knows what he was complaining about. But another win for Greg Hardy. He's on a roll now.
0: What was he? He's 5-1, right? So that's, he's six fights in. These are the sort of level of fights he should be fighting, in fairness. It's just the platform it's on, I think people have got a problem with it. They're they're going to want to rush him now. Um,
1: yeah, no, you are right there. Yeah, definitely.
0: Although, I do, I do think the Arlovsky fight does make sense.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a good matchup to make now. And I think, well, I think Arlovsky would probably give him a test. But I don't think he'd really stand up to Hardy's power from what I've seen.
0: It's just the gas tank, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. That's his major question. Well, and his ground game. We have no idea what he's like down there. But you, you just can't see him hanging with any of the, the big dogs in there. What about your boy Rosenstruck?
1: Yeah, that's a good shot actually, but it would just kill him off, wouldn't he? I would have thought so. Yeah, and then if he if he gets beat by a no name as such, then it's you know it's worse than getting beat by Orlovsky and saying, oh, well, I've learned a few lessons," kind of thing.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I it's I just don't get get it. Still, <laughs> I mean, he's not that big a name, is he? Nah, nah, Well, not
1: here anyway. But it is what it is, and he's gonna uh, he's gonna keep going. He'll probably he'll get a main event soon, won't he? A couple more wins, he'll be headlining. So. Is oh, what yeah, it is, man. isn't it? It is what it is. Well,
0: there you go then. The old, the serious and the comedic. No, we ain't, we, we ain't done the other one, have we? No, we ain't done the serious yet. Oh, <laughs> I've got ahead of myself. <laughs> What'd you make of this one then? Very impressive. Yeah, what is was, it? him. Merked him indeed. He's looking very impressive. Uh, a big ticket. Wal Harris. Ticket, yeah. Yeah, he's really making a name for himself in recent uh, fights. He needs a, another step up now, I believe. Uh, he could certainly make a go for it. He's got quality striking, big power. Again, have we seen too much of him in the later rounds? And who knows? But he can only beat what's put in front of him. Uh, there's plenty of options for him as well. Plenty of fun fights. You've got, like, Derek Lewis. You got pff, JDS. Greg Hardy, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, yeah. JDS is in there. JDS
0: is, is lows knocking about. Uh, Overeem. So, yeah, I think he can really make a run of it, to be
1: honest. Yeah, definitely. He looks impressive, doesn't he? He looks like a scary bloke. I think Olenek didn't offer, didn't offer too much, but he's, he's only going to offer one thing, isn't he, basically? So I guess you could say uh, Walt Harris' is grappling and, and whatnot hasn't really been tested, but if you're up against a grappler and you just knock him out within 11 seconds, it doesn't matter too much, does it? And it was a big sort of flying knee, finished, with, finished it with his hands and put him out. So, yeah, it's... it's uh, it's about time, I think. To be honest, within in the UFC, was was Harris the one that sort of almost got released, and then that never happened.
0: I do you remember that? I'm unsure because I I thought that was Justin Willis or Walt Harris. Mm, yeah, was, <laughs> the the names confuse me. Willis and Harris. Willis and Harris, yeah. Either way, either way,
1: they're 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 two decent names, and Walt Harris definitely. I think what was Aleynik's probably ranked higher than Arlovsky, I think, isn't he? So. If you look at Walt Harris, he is looking at an Overeem
0: next. Isn't he something like that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think he is, definitely. Well, uh, Overeem just beat Olignyic, so it it makes perfect sense. And the level in that Walt Harris is now at in that sort of top five, just outside the the championship sort of uh, rankings, uh, vying for that top spot, I think he can certainly make a go for it, and I'd love to see him in a, in a main event, uh, one of these fight nights, in a sort of contender matchup. Yeah,
1: definitely. So, what, one more I want to touch on on the main card: Alex Hernandez. He was back after his defeat to Cowboy, and he picked up a nice win as well. He beat Francisco Trinaldo. It was a, it was a, it was a different Hernandez. He, he shaved his barnet for one, so he had my my personal favourite haircut, which is just the number one all over. So that that was interesting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just so, get up and go out, then, isn't it? That's no, no, it. Don't
1: even need to wash; you just straight out. It's brilliant. But Speak uh, to yeah, was, go
0: on, go.
1: It was a it, it was a strange performance from Alex. He's sort of he's quite kamikaze usually, and obviously that that didn't go well for him against Cowboy, did it? So he, he came out and he was quite tentative in this one. And I guess I guess we can excuse him this one because he needs to get a win. He, he needs to get back on track. So. It was a close fight, but he probably just did enough. I think the commentators mentioned it as well. He was a little bit point fighty-ish. But as I say, I'll I'll give him this one to get that win, to get that sort of loss put to bed, and and hopefully he he returns to his, uh, you know, sort of berserker style, because that's that's why we all sort of got on the train in the first place.
0: Well, I I think that's a good thing that he sort of downloaded the information and that being a bull in a china shop isn't going to work all the time, so he sort of stepped back and realised what he'd done wrong last time out and, and fixed it uh, moving forward. Hopefully, he doesn't adopt that style every time, um, but I think it's good to see, because we said it before, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's quite intelligent, uh, cerebral, so um, it's good to see that he's he's taken on board his uh, his failings in his last outing.
1: Yeah, exactly, and Ronaldo, he's, he's a legit match-up as well, so it's, yeah, solid win. Yeah, all right, so a couple on the prelims as well. Obviously, as you said, they were all decisions, but Ray Borg. Obviously, we all know about Ray Borg and his trials and tribulations, but got a nice win at the weekend, picked up a decision win. So, obviously, we're all over the moon for Ray Borg. And another one is Modaferry. I know you're a fan of Modaferry. She's very old school. She's got a unique personality, but she lost to Jennifer Meyer. So, yes, that was a bit of a surprising one, but they're my main picks for the prelims. Great great win for Ray Borg and a surprising win for Meyer. She's kind of, yeah, that's that's a good level of, of, of victory
0: there. Yeah, going back to sort of Borg, I'm, I'm well pleased for him. He's talked about going through the ringer and he is that. He's uh, shown a lot of fight inside and outside of the cage. Uh, so I'm well pleased for him.
1: Yeah, and I, I, someone else I'm well pleased for is myself because we, we have our weekly predictions. We've got a little league table going on and I was 4-3 up heading into this weekend. We drew last week, so it's been a little bit of a stalemate. No one's really been able to establish much of a lead. Having said that, we made six picks each this week. You got three out of six, and uh, I smashed that out of the park. I got five out of six. Ben Rothwell was the only one who let me down. So, yeah, I'll take a nice little five-three lead there, and five out of six, it's not a bad effort, you know? Well, I was very shocked. I was pleased for you. I um, didn't put any money on it, so I can't post too much. But
0: There you go. Uh, listen, man, 5-3 is nothing. That's why I'm telling you. 2-0 is the worst lead, they say, is it? <laughs> Most precarious. That's it. You know, don't get too, uh, whatever it is, too cocky. But well done. That's a, great, that's a great return, 5 out of 6, Joe. It's difficult, particularly with uh, that card. I thought there was a lot of pick and fights. There was. The odds told that
1: story as well, didn't they? So, yeah, well happy with my efforts.
0: Uh, yeah, five three. I've got to pull
1: my finger out, and I. All right. So, where do you want to where do you want to move to next? Do you want to
0: quickly mention the boxing that we saw at the weekend? Uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of boxing. Do you want to lead on that, Joe? I mean, I know you're more the boxing buff than I. Um, you're a bigger fan, and I think you saw more of it than me. Yeah. So, just about as we've mentioned a couple of times,
1: we haven't got our flashy Sky boxes or our Virgin Media boxes here. So, I've got me. I've got me. What's it called? U View. That's what it's called. So. I can't actually get pay-per-view channels on there, which is really helpful, being sort of a, a pay-per-view sports fan. So it was a bit of a nightmare trying to watch me fight, so I had my laptop out at one stage, trying to find a stream. That was a bit long, so I sacked that off and just watched a couple on my phone. But David Price got a win over Dave Allen. Uh, it's kind of It was a bit of a mismatch. The size difference was incredible. Obviously, we know David Price is huge anyway, but yeah, decent little win for David Price. I think that was the ninth round, uh, Dave Allen pulled himself out, so a good win there. And Dillian White, I think he's been waiting something like, God knows, seven, 800 days since he's been a number one contender. He's been a mandatory challenger. He's trying to get that world title shot. Uh, but rather than sort of sit on his sit on his hands, he's, he's taking on dangerous fights. And again, he put on a n- nice show, nice pay-per-view event for the British boxing fans, and he picked up another good win. So I believe... <laughs> Well, he was a mandatory challenger anyway, but I believe this might line him up for a, a nice big fight
0: against Wilder or Fury or someone like that. So, so, so what happens now though? Because you got Ortiz and Wilder rematch. Yes. Fury waiting in the wings.
1: Yeah, he's he's going to fight someone else before so that. This is
0: all WBC in it. This he's mandatory WBC, which is what Wilder's got, and uh, yeah, yeah. What what someone's going to have to miss that, aren't they? I mean the. Surely Fury Wilder two will do better numbers. What happens in that instance, Joe? Does he get bought out for that mandatory spot to step aside or I mean I'm not really sure how it works. Perhaps you can shed some light on that. <laughs> no, I
1: wish I could. It's uh it's quite a... I think
0: that's what usually happens, isn't it? You get, you get paid a little purse to step aside and let the the pay per view fight take place so. it's ahead of you. I can't see dillian White doing that.
1: No, well, I think, from what you can see, Dillian White wants to fight, doesn't he? Even if he ain't getting these shots. He wants to keep going out there and proving himself and obviously picking up picking up his paycheck along the way while he's doing it. So, I, as we've seen, as, like I say, he has been the mandatory challenger for two or three years now. He's been in that number one spot and he's been overlooked every time. So, we could sit here and say he deserves that shot, he's got to get that shot. But... God knows. You couldn't even get... Because saying that, I love Dillion White. Great fighter. Great character as well. But I would prefer to see Wilder Fury again. And I'd probably rather see Joshua fight Wilder or Fury as well. So it is difficult because he's just got those three stellar names above them and what they say goes.
0: I don't know, man. I wouldn't mind seeing the uh, Joshua rematch, to be honest. Because I think White has improved a lot since then, uh, Joshua's confidence has probably knocked a bit and uh, that's a big if, getting through uh, the Ruiz mi- uh, rematch as well, so yeah, lots to look forward to, lots of ifs and buts. Cool sure. Uh, you've got, you
1: got Ruiz who you can throw in there as well and that's, if he, if he beats Joshua, then that's like, well, it's just the, the three best, one's just dropped out and Ruiz has put his name in there as well,
0: so. You've got Usyk moving up and all, yeah, so, yeah all What's going on, it's a complete mess you think lightweights are messing the UFC? Look at the heavyweights in boxing.
1: <laughs> All right, then. So, should we have a little bit of a look at some fight news? We've had a well, it's, it, again, it has been quiet, hasn't it? But there's a couple of a uh, couple of gems. Excuse
0: me, a couple of gems hidden in there. Go on, do you want to start start with the smaller gems and build it to a bigger gem?
1: Yeah, I'll start with a small one. And then, should I ask? so Dana White he's come out and he's he's pretty much said that Henry Cejudo, the uh, triple champ or whatever it is. He's most likely to defend his flyweight title first, which is interesting. And then, obviously, when you look at the card we got coming up this week, you have probably got the two main contenders in a sort of a number one contender matchup. So it's uh, it's in- I think I think fair play to Suhudo. It's quite refreshing to, to defend your lower belt. No one ever does. They become double champ and then they never go back down and defend the first one. So if he does do it, Hudo, I think you have got to give him credit for this.
0: Yeah, hopefully he does. I think we both agree that that is the right move to make. And the flyweights look like they're they're hanging around, like you say, Pantoja and Figueredo fighting this weekend. Uh, Benavides won the other weekend. I think it's it's perfect, and I think it sets up an interim belt between Jan and Sterling for bantamweights.
1: Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's nice to keep it moving. This is this is where so, uh, numerous belts can work if you, if you do it right.
0: And I think it's, this is a situation where an interim is perfect. The champion's on the shelf and he's got to defend another belt. It's an interim because the champion isn't there for good reason. It's uh, I, I hate interim belts just for the sake of interim belts. Yeah, yeah. In this instance, I think uh, Aljamain Sterling, Petra Yan, it's the perfect time to make it. And then the winner can f- fight Cejudo when he's back, maybe next summer.
1: Definitely. So fair play to the, to the little man on that one. Another one. This is what a fight of the century. I don't know. Cowboy up against Justin Gaethje. I mean, this is this is this is one of those fights where you like you just cannot wait. And it's 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 in September, so we haven't even got that long to wait. It's just uh, what 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 a fight this is.
0: Yeah, I saw it. I was like, Cough. that's what that's what I said when I saw it." <laughs> yeah. Co, that's a fucking that's an absolute tear up and a half. days. Unbelievable five rounds, right? I believe so. Scott, you can't have this not main event, can you? Yeah, main event of just pure and utter debauched violence. It's going to be brilliant. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure who's more not all there, Justin Gaethje or or Cerrone. You've got to give it to Cerrone for all these fights he takes. He does not give a solitary damn, does he?
1: Especially this one, like you coming off that Tony Ferguson loss. Yeah. Where well, you think you got pieced up and your your eye turns into like an apple, essentially. And then, when was that? Last month, was it? month month or two ago?
0: 238.
1: Two, so, straight in after that, you're like, okay, well, I'll have Justin Gaethje, who in all likelihood is going to beat me up even worse, if, sort of, if, if you look at his past fight. So, it's.
0: Well, I think at the time I, I said, well, I asked him, done, because I thought it looked like he broke his orbital. Uh, he's that's got to be him done for the rest of the year, ever. And you was like, no, no, we will be back. Yeah, in about, in about guys, six isn't weeks. It? In about six weeks, I was like, oh, I thought you were doing it tongue in cheek, but uh, yeah, you've nailed that one. <laughs> he's just come back and fighting the most psychotic MMA fighter who's probably ever put on a pair of gloves. He just <laughs> engaging. The highlight versus the cowboy. I'm absolutely buzzing for this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I wish I could be there to see it. That's just going to be spine tingling chilling fight
1: who um, well they, the walkouts are going to be something else aren't they but I got that's two- just
0: two proper bloody americans going at it i've
1: <laughs> got two questions for you though so who do you want to win and who do you think will win
0: i've got a soft spot for uh for both of them but i've yeah. got a soft spot for justin Gaethje, i've got to say i think he's just um he's just such a a strange individual um, <laughs> You called him a sociopath, I think, at one time. And uh, he's just not all there, is he? He, and he? And I do think he is a perfect foil for Khabib. Really, I do. If he fought, I think he's got the perfect style. I'd like to see either win. And whoever does win, I think this is what's good from Cerrone, is if he wins this one, it puts him right back into the mix. That's and it, yeah. Then he's dropped out. But this is the one fight he could take, win, and legitimately get right back in there and either fight for the title or get the Conor fight or whatever. But I think Gaethje probably will take it over a five five round war. I don't know. We said before that Soroni does struggle when um, the pressure is put on him, people get in his face, and I think I think Gaethje might have a little bit too much for him in that regard. I think it will be pretty back and forth and pretty competitive. But I think Gaethje might get the stoppage in the championship rounds. What are your early thoughts, Joe? Same questions to you. I think you pretty much
1: nailed it bang on I would say I would want Gaethje to win I yeah. think um, personality wise everything you said yeah bang on they're both great but I just think Gaethje again copy and echoing what you said he's um, he's an interesting matchup for Khabib isn't he I think we've, we've seen Donald he's had his go he had his contender matchup if you like against Ferguson and he, he fell at that hurdle which is fair enough but I think Gaethje, We've got to see that. I'd love, absolutely love, to see him have a crack at Khabib, and I think, I think he could be the man to take that O from him. So, for that for that reason, I would like Justin Gaethje to win. And uh, for the same reasons you said, I think he will win. I think his pressure will be too much. I think he's got a great chin, and I think, I think he will finish Cowboy, probably third or fourth round. Yeah, I don't think we'll need the fifth.
0: Yeah, what a fight though! I'm absolutely buzzing for it. Yeah, amazing, if, amazing. Even if uh, Khabib's not the champion, if Tony Ferguson gets it, Gaethje Ferguson, you got it should probably an even better fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that division is just sublime. And we I'm have... Got, it already. When's it? September? September, yeah. Oh, buzzing. I believe
1: it's a fight night, main event on a fight night, so Shall, we shouldn't be paying for it, put
0: it that way at least. I'm just looking at the odds of it now, just scrolling down. Um, oh, yeah, they got them. Fifteenth of September. Uh what do you reckon then? Come on. Let's have Cerrone's odds. What you say, saying? I'd say Cerrone's an underdog, so six to four. Very close. Very, very close. Uh he's thirteen to eight. Okay. Uh, um Gatey the favourite four to nine. Bookies agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Four to nine. Yeah, one to two I was thinking. So I think that's pretty much bang on.
0: Yeah, man. Ah, oh, what a fight. Yeah, yeah brilliant. can not get much better than that, do you?
1: It do not get much better than that, but in the boxing world, we have another another fight that's been announced, and it's um another man is getting a shot at Vasily Lomachenko, maybe the number one pound-for-pound boxer, now and on full-time, possibly. He's got a lot of hype, but... Yeah, cool hand Luke Campbell. He's getting a crack at him, which I'm excited. I've been a big fan of Luke Campbell for a number of years. I remember when he turned pro after his gold medal at the Olympics. Up against another gold medalist in Lomachenko, and this is a, a, an amazing fight, and I think, actually... We've seen a number of Brits go over and fight world champions and it hasn't gone too well for him in the boxing world recently. But I think Luke Campbell, much bigger man, I think he's got a decent chance here. So, yeah, another good fight put on by Eddie Hearn and it uh, gets a lot of stick, but he does deliver
0: most of the time. That's what I was going to ask you, actually. You mentioned him in he's been the bigger man. Um, Lomachenko, is he Is he going up a weight class here or is he holding a belt above his natural weight class? Um yeah, how, how does Luke fit in, being the bigger man? Or is he just longer?
1: He's uh, he's taller and bigger, yeah. I think this is Lomachenko's second or third weight class. I think he started in featherweight, went to super feather, or or featherweight, uh, super feather, went to lightweight, and now he's at super lightweight, or something like that, yeah. But it, he's, he's definitely making that move up in weight class, so he, there is a legitimate size difference, but we saw in the Rocky Field in Canelo fight. It doesn't necessarily mean much. We know how skilled Lomachenko is, but you know you got you got you got to count your, your your positives and and your your benefits and whatever you where you can. So yeah, has it's, it's got he's it's got every chance. I would say you
0: have got to take an opportunity like that, like Rocky Field in. Of course, you have. You go down as the one who beat him and it'd be the Buster, Buster Douglas style win that people will remember. Yeah. Uh, or even go on to better things than Lomachenko himself. Um, I don't know too much about Luke Campbell's career, Joe. You all know more than me. Uh, I'm going to try and get some odds now. This should be interesting, actually. Yeah, I've I've, (laughs) just caught him. What do you reckon? Lomachenko must be, I don't know, 10 to 1 on, something like that. Yeah, he's 16s on. Is he? Luke Luke out at eight. Listen, man, crazier things have happened, have not they? So uh, I'll certainly be tuning in. It's in London, so it might even pop down there. Little summer day out. Yeah, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Get some tickets.
1: Yeah, I'll have a look. We have, I'll been, have a look we have been discussing we might be going out to New York for UFC two forty four in yeah. November. No,
0: November. Yeah. yeah. They they're historically good cards. So I was looking at it. The first one was the Connor and Alvarez one. First ever one in New York for the UFC. The year after was Bisping GSP, that stacked card. And last year was the str- the struggle where they had uh, Shevchenko versus Montana as the main event. Or, <laughs> no, no. Was it Eubanks and Montana? Montana, yeah, yeah. What, whatever it was, and everyone kicked off, and they just went, no, not having that. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, DC steps in last minute. It was a decent card, but not quite the two uh, they'd put on the previous two years. So hopefully they uh, come back with a bang yeah, this I'll, year.
1: I'll to get out. I've never been to the uh, US of A at all, and I've always wanted to get out there and just experience... You know the septic tanks in real life, in the flesh. So, put a nice, nice little UFC pay-per-view card on there. Maybe throw in a bit of uh Lewis J. Gomez. Bisbing will be there as well, so they might even do something. I'm all over
0: it. Yeah, man, I'm all over it as well. Uh, it's just you just got to be very uh, tactical about getting the tickets. I don't want to buy flights and then uh, tickets come out and I don't get the tickets. You yeah. know, it's, but, uh, hopefully I've better luck with the tickets in the London one, but that's a different story altogether.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have a look, actually. I don't know if there's a way you can get like uh, a membership access. Maybe, I was thinking that, actually, yeah. Good idea, Joe. Some UK-only tickets that not loads of people are going to be wanting. Certainly not as many people who wanted to go to London are going to want to go out to New York. The only thing I'm worried about is if they throw Nathaniel Wood, McGregor, someone like that on there, and
0: then all the the British tickets are going to be gone. But The, the Conor thing is a worry. Yeah. If they announce <laughs> that before the tickets go on sale, which they obviously would yeah, um, yeah no chance pretty screwed yeah, yeah. <laughs> um from the flights and the ticket perspective so hopefully uh either he's a late addition to the card or not on there at all as yeah. much as i'd love to see him fight because in years to come he will be remembered and you could say i was at a conor mcgregor fight, however, but uh, i want to get tickets joe
1: so should we move on to our weekly award the simon Safarov award for outstanding achievement so it is my pick this week. This is an award we give out every week. We can uh, we award this for yeah no, all all kind of types of behaviour, sort of legendary behaviour, uh typical git behaviour, all those kind of good things. There wasn't too much going on this week. There weren't too many shenanigans, Matthew, but I've got a few nominations, so I'll throw a couple at you, I'll let you come back at me, and then I'll make the ultimate decision as it is my turn this week. Sounds fair. So, my first nomination for a cracking performance, and an outstanding display after a long layoff following an absolute dismantling. Dan Hooker, outstanding this week, I thought, for all those reasons that I've just mentioned. He gets a definite uh, shout-out for this week's Sephora Award. Worthy, worthy. And another one is, I don't know if you've seen it, it's kind of a little bit niche, but Greg Hardy picked up a win and he has some kind of weird celebration. some... Odd dance moves. I don't know if you've seen the little video that's been going around. I haven't actually. So, what is it? Describe it. So it's it's uh, you know when the rest standing there at the end of the fight and he's holding hands with the two fighters. Yeah. And the uh, winner gets announced and he raises Greg Hardy's hand, and as he does that, Greg Hardy bursts into some little dance, and it's uh, big Dan Mergliata He kind of looks at him with disgust and starts shaking his head and just walks away. (laughs) I thought it was just brilliant. I thought it just echoed all of our faults, really, sitting at home watching Greg Hardy.
0: Mergliotta, I swear, just hates him because he was in crowd-up fight when he He was, oh, I'm going to disqualify him. No, no, he's a dickhead. going to disqualify him. Yeah, So, uh, big up, Dan. So, who's getting it? Greg Hardy for the dance or Mergliotta for the reaction? Big Dan
1: for the the reaction. Go and have a look at that video if you can. It is funny and, like I say, it's just... Yeah, epitomises how we all feel about that. So I think Big Dan gets a nice shiny Sephora reward in the post and he gets a place on the honours board here at Split Decision UK. Oh, so he's won it, is he? He's won. That
0: was my shout, yeah. All oh, right, I thought you. Uh, no, excuse me. No, fair play, Dan. He's a well deserved winner, a lifetime achievement of uh, grinding on the circuits in the ref world, and he gets it for looking at someone in disgust. <laughs> Congratulations.
1: So, should we have a look at the? Uh, we got another pay-per-view event this weekend, UFC 240. Me. Yeah, well, I was about to say there is absolutely after the 239 kerfuffle, there's no way on earth you're going to make me pay 20 quid to watch this bad boy.
0: Yeah, I think this one's free, in it. They'll, they'll make single-figure sales if this one was a pay-per-view. Completely thin on the ground, if you ask me. But regards to star power, some good fights, I'm sure. Topped by. Uh, an absolute spectacular fight, really, one in the making for years. But aside from that, pretty slim pickings. Yeah, it's, it's a great main
1: event, but I mean, it's not one I could say I'm excited for, even.
0: No, not at all. No. Nah. If I was in America, this would be like $70. Oh, it's madness got how much charge for these pay per views. No chance. <laughs> so you got Cyborg on there. Yeah, okay. Um, we'll probably win. Don't know much about this uh, Felicia girl. uh, Beat Anderson last time out, right?
1: Yeah, on a UFC debut. That was it. Up against Cyborg now.
0: (laughs) Here you go, love. (laughs) But, yeah, Cyborg just needs to blitz her in it. uh, Try and get get that Nunes rematch. Do you follow Cyborg on... Social media platforms. She seems like she just hates the UFC. <laughs> I don't. I see him pop up every now and then. And yeah,
1: she's well open with how she, she hates the UFC. But it's an odd position because up until Amanda Nunes, she's like the only fighter they've got in that division. So they kind of just let her get
0: on with it. Well, they created a division for her. They, put her. they put her in main event after main event when she was first starting. People catch weight in just to fight her. And she's like... on. Twitter saying Bellator's got a better featherweight division than the UFC and this sort of stuff. So I don't know, it's quite a weird situation. I don't, don't know what her contract's like, if it's her last one or what, but with regards to the UFC, there's only one fight for her and that's the rematch with Nunes. I think she'll probably do a bit better this time, but uh, to say I'm excited for, for this one, it would be a lie. Yeah, and Cyborg is the 1-7 to
1: seven on favourite, Felicia Spencer. You get her at 4-1. to one. Um, She's from Canada. I was doing a little bit of digging, and that's the only thing I can really see that she's
0: got going for her, unfortunately. so She does wear like a T-shirt, I think, when she fights. You know, like when you're a kid in a swimming pool so you don't get burnt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very much that sort of look. Uh, pretty vintage. Uh, quite good on the ground, maybe. I don't know. I, I really can't make an educated guess other than a cyborg KO here because I don't know enough about the other girl.
1: No, absolutely. So should we have a look at our main event that we're not overly
0: excited for? Should we have a look at some other ones maybe first and then build to that? I want to end on a high, you know what I mean? All right, you want a that's nice right, crescendo? Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Any others on there?
1: Yeah, so there is one on the main card. We are a little bit of Fred Bear, but you've got Oliver Ovin-Mercier, the Canadian. He's up against Armand Saryukian. So that's a, a bit of a mouthful, first of all, but a little bit unknown. But Saryukian, he actually fought uh, Islam Makachev out in Russia last time out. And we know how good Makachev is and how highly touted he is. Uh Satyukin did quite well, actually. So I expect him to pick up a nice win against Obi Mercier and kind of announce himself. And he is an odds on one to two favourite up against the six to four Mercier, who's a kind of uh, strange one. He's been around forever. He's always on the Canadian cards. I don't know, I don't want to be too harsh, but he never does he never never does too. Too much, does he, Owen Mercier?
0: No, he's not really lived up to the the hype he sort of had initially. Yeah, I agree with that, Joe. Not too much going on there. I think the odds are pretty pretty well set, a one to two for our man. So, yeah, that's on the main card. It's pretty,
1: pretty mad. Yeah, I know, I, know, I know it is. But I've got one on the prelims as well. That I like you. like we, We've we seen him once or twice, definitely once. But, you know, uh, Hakim Dawodu in that featherweight division? Yeah. Yeah, so he's up against Yoshinori Hori. Which is a good name, good Roman name. That's fucking belter, <laughs> isn't it, eh? Yoshinori Hori, sir. So.
0: <laughs> oh, I do like that one. That's worth that- the subscription fee on its own. Yeah, that's a great fight. Um, Hakim Dawudu, very exciting. We both like him. And actually, looking at these prelims, there's some fun fights in there. Gavin Tucker as well. Prelims are decent, yeah. Yeah, you should look at the main card, because that's where you automatically go to when you're looking at these fight cards. And it's just very underwhelming. But uh, the prelims are great. We said it before, Pantoja and Figueredo, uh, flyweight sort of eliminator almost.
1: I think that's a brilliant fight, especially when you yeah. look how dangerous Pantoja is. He's finished his last two fights, got a rear naked choke, and then he knocked out Wilson Hayes in his last fight in the flyweight division. So that's that's what more can you ask for? That's literally what the critics have been saying is lacking from that division. So that's a great fight, I think.
0: Yeah, the odds suggested as well, both five to six. So, uh, I anything happened there, man. And Eric Koch still fighting. So, yeah, plenty on the undercard, man. Yeah,
1: so it is plenty on the undercard. Not too much on the main card, but I think we might have reached our breaking
0: point with uh, squeezing out all the interest <laughs> of the, uh, the rest of the card. It's all about the main event. Big Max Holloway. He's he's back from his uh, mini mini sort of stint in lightweight. Uh, back to his featherweight gold against the old boy, Frankie Edgar. What are you saying, big boy?
1: Yeah, like I say, I'm not overly excited for this fight. And I don't know if it's just because I can't... Really? I can't really see Edgar doing much. I know we've wanted to see this fight for a long time. And obviously Edgar pro- has proved us wrong over and over again. But I don't see how he beats Holloway. And I don't see how he makes it that competitive, if I'm honest. I don't know. Do you think I'm being harsh? <clears throat> no I, I,
0: I do agree got, uh, <laughs> epic intro you touched on it a little bit there we we sort of do count out Edgar a lot and we sort of we get our fingers burned quite a lot by counting him out and he sort of proves us wrong um, but uh, again I, I really can't see how he gets it done you got to think he's going to have to just sort of push the pace with the wrestling and stuff it's mental to think that he won the belt at lightweight and did so well for so long <laughs> when he's unders- undersized at featherweight, he's, yeah, I mean that is further testament
1: to him, definitely. But
0: yeah, I'd be if it was anyone else but Max Holloway, I'd be I'd be rooting for Edgar all day long. I think um, I'll, I'd still be well pleased for him if he wins. He, if anyone deserves uh, a belt in two different weight classes, it's him. Fighting out of his weight class for the prime of his career, now he's back down where he should be. Had a lot of chances to get the featherweight belt and always fell short, mainly against Aldo. But um, I would be well pleased for him if he could get it done here. I just agree with you, Joe. I can't see how he's going to get inside that that length and that striking and that just sort of all-round versatility of Max Holloway.
1: Yeah, that's it. I, I just I just can't see it. I guess you could say you can try and wrestle Max, but you've got to go a long way to get close to him. And then we know how good Max is. Even if you take him down, he's going to get back up. Can he win a striking battle against Max? I don't think so. I think he can get picked off at range, or if it gets in close, Max is good there as well. Can he outlast Max? Has he got a better engine? Probably not. Has he got a better sort of fighting spirit? That toughness to come back? It's good. It's outstanding. Probably not better than Max's.
0: Yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, yeah. When you put it like that, <laughs> why are we even bothering? But. I I don't know. You can never rule out Frankie Edgar. That's that is the mantra you got to live by because he's always proved us wrong. Um, Particularly up at lightweight. I keep harping on about it, but when he was looked like he was down and out in two Maynard fights, comes back and and gets the wins. Uh, Yeah. It's it's just, you just struggle to see a part of victory. Um, Particularly when you throw in the age factor as well, far more war torn. I think he'll hang in there because he's as tough as old boots is Edgar. Um, but I think he'll lose I think it's, a pr- I think it's pretty long-time decision. I think it's a fight. I f- can it be a one-sided fight? I, th- I think it can, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think he'll he will have his moments, but um, I, th- I still think you can you can have your moments but still lose 5-0 in the rounds. So yes,
1: yeah. I think that's yeah. just
0: going to happen. I you, you think it's going to be shown in his face and he may well retire if he gets beat.
1: So I don't know if we threw the odds in there, but 11-4 you get for Frankie Edgar. Uh, Holloway's odds on two to nine, so
0: probably, yeah, well, probably fair. I mean, yeah, fair odds. Yeah, I mean that there is still the respect there for uh, Edgar in the victories he's had. Um, but then you look back to more recent times of like that, that Ortega knockout was pretty savage, and then you look what Holloway does to Ortega. Obviously, MMA math isn't really 100% all of the time, but it does so, sort of show you.
1: Yeah, it gives Maybe
0: you an the idea, move, it? Yeah, the game may have moved forward a, a bit more since Frankie's prime. I hope it's a good fight. It's the only fight I'm really interested in in the main card. But yeah, you you do struggle to sort of feel like this is going to be competitive. But I did think that it was Santos and Jones. So you never know. Eh? Yeah,
1: definitely. you never know at all, dear. Full stop. So, I mean, having just trashed it, I'm going to ask our usual questions. Uh, who? what you're most looking forward to that's a pretty obvious one performance of the night where do you expect that to come fight of the night all that good stuff
0: I think fight of the night would be Pantoja Figuereda yeah I think that's a good shout well um, we didn't mention Nico Price actually Um, and Jeff Neal that's going to be a a fire fight and Nico Price at 11 of 5 which is always decent odds with him Jocko's Knockout on the Pat main card as well
1: do what? Jocko. He's on the main card as well. Jocko. Nice very moment. underrated over the years. Very yeah.
0: underrated. Yes, decent card. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, I, I think I think Cyborg will blitz Spencer. Whether you can count as performance of the night, I don't know. We don't know the levels. But uh, I think Holloway's going to put on a bit of a clinic as well. What do you think, Joe? Same questions to you, sir. I think, yeah, fight fight of the night. Pantoja, Figueredo.
1: I think that'll be an absolute war. Uh I'm gonna go a little bit left field for my performance of the night, if you like. And I'm gonna go with Saryukian. I think he's really gonna announce himself here. I think I don't think Ovi Mercier's got enough for him. And uh what am I most looking forward to? Yeah, obvious. Obvious. Main event. All right, so there's my bad boys.
0: Yeah, nothing too too good to get our teeth stuck into there, but um we'll watch it all the same. I'm sure them prelims will live up to the hype as well as the main event and, and the rest of the main card. Yeah. I have nothing more to add on UFC 240. Nah, well, well, we'll
1: get through this one, and then we've got Covington Lawler. That's the is next that card off, after this, it? yeah, so... Wait, wait. That's it, get buzzing for that one. And uh, then 241 is
0: absolutely ridiculous as well. Y- yes, yeah, yeah, so. so... We'll take these ones, we'll take them on the tune. We, we mustn't grumble. Yeah, <laughs> the last, last two weeks have been hard to get out for, and this is the sort of culmination of that, but can't have it all, Joe. No, nah, we, of course spoiled this year, so... All right then, young man, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah, I've got to open my window. (laughs)
1: I'll let you get some uh, oxygen in there. Otherwise, everyone else, thank you for listening. We are Split Decision UK. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can uh, follow us there. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Leave us a little review on iTunes. Subscribe, five stars, all that good stuff. Hope you enjoyed it. Otherwise, yeah, we'll catch you next time. We'll be discussing the fights next week. Have a good one. Yeah.